0: There was a school board meeting last night for School District 73, and I'm joined now by the chair of the board, Kathleen Carpa. Kathleen, how are you doing here on this Tuesday?
1: I'm good, thank you. Uh, Thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, well, thanks so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. So before we get into the full-on agenda from yesterday, I just want to ask how things are going in in SD73. We heard from the Provincial Health Officer yesterday who said that school was going well, although it hasn't been perfect. She said it has been going about as well as could be expected. So just wanted to get your thoughts. Do you agree with Dr. Bonnie Henry's comments that when it comes to Kamloops-Thompson School District, things are going about as well as, as people could have hoped for?
1: They are going um, fairly smoothly. Um, obviously, there's the occasional hiccup, which we're working our way through. But um, all in all, it's um, been quite good. Um, we've had a good uptake for kids coming back into school, considering that it is the last month of the school year. And so we're, we're pleased with how it's going.
0: And you did get an attendance report yesterday as well as part of the the school board meeting. So how are things looking in terms of an attendance level or attendance record? I mean, are, are the majority of kids coming back to school now?
1: So what we're seeing is higher attendance for elementary school students, um, which isn't surprising. And um, when we have a maximum of 50% of kids allowed to be in an elementary school at any time, and we're seeing some schools that had um, 46% of um, students attend, so that's good. Uh, It means that we've got uh, a lot of students coming back Um, so quite happy with that, um, and then slightly lower, um, attendance at high schools, but a lot of those students are much able to, are much more able to, uh, do online learning uh, independently and not needing as much teacher contact. So we're pleased.
0: Good. That's great to see. And and one of the things I did notice when I looked through that uh, attendance record was just it, it sort of broke it down by day, right? In terms of how many people are coming on on each day: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it looked like Tuesday uh, was the more popular day for kids to attend school. Is that uh, is that something that was surprising at all? I mean, I guess when you look at uh, you know Monday's not really a school day now throughout this uh, altered school week that we're seeing right now. So Tuesday is sort of the the first week or first day of the school week. So. Not not surprising, I guess, that, that would probably be the most uh, sought after day for people to want to return to school. Is that also sort of what you saw when you looked at this breakdown by day?
1: Um, we did see that some days were had higher student attendance than others. Um, I don't know that we would be able to pull out a reason for that, um, but we do have kids uh, in elementary, they're attending Tuesdays and Wednesdays for one group and Thursdays and Fridays for the other group. Perfect. So uh, we do see different groups coming on different days.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. It's uh, just something that I, I kind of looked at very, very briefly. I didn't spend a whole lot of time paying too much attention. It was just something that I thought was kind of interesting just on a on a quick peek when I was looking at that chart. Um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, one of the things that I've kind of been looking at or, or thinking about when when we're talking about this return to school, right, it's very short. We're talking about just the month of June here, three to four weeks of, of people being back in school for any sort of regular type of class setting, if you will. Um, I mean just to to kind of wrap up this portion of our conversation. but is this a pretty good learning experience right now to what things are going to look like in September? like has has a lot been learned here over the course of these first two weeks back and you have two more weeks left here before the summer officially hits and I assume we're going to learn quite a few lessons here uh, to be able to carry forward into September.
1: It's definitely um, been a good learning opportunity for the district. Um, we've put a lot of planning into um, how we brought students back for these for this month. Um, it gives us a really good uh, idea of things that we're going to need to consider for September. We don't know at this time what September is going to look like because uh, we're still waiting on what numbers are going to be through the summer. We may be able to return back to uh, mostly normal. We may see a second wave. So we don't know exactly what September is going to look like. So we're planning multiple different scenarios so that we're ready for whatever happens. Um, so we'll make sure that the uh, health and safety of our staff and our students is our highest priority.
0: Well, I will keep my fingers crossed that we can go with the uh, best-case scenario because I think that's what we're all looking forward to here uh, once the summer comes to an end. Now, of course, there we're more than just pandemic talk at the uh, school board meeting yesterday. One of the things that was on the agenda as well was Sun Peak School looking at going to a four-day week for grades 8 and 9. What's the latest there? It looks like it may be not something that the school board is thinking about really at this point in time.
1: At this point, we're not able to go to a four-day week for the high school at Sun Peaks. Uh, In order to do that, we would have to have an agreement with the teachers' union to modify their contract in order to do that. Um, And at this point, they were not willing to uh, talk about modifications in a way that would uh, extend the school day uh, and lengthen their workday. And uh, for that reason, we're not able to uh, move to a four-day week for high school students at Sun Peaks.
0: Okay. And that's just something, I guess, that, you know, parents and and others in the area were hoping to see, would like to go to that four-day work or four-day school week, excuse me, and just, you know, something that potentially, I guess, could be looked at further down the road here?
1: Mm -hmm. Again, uh, it would require uh, modifications to the teacher's contract. That's something that we are not able to just do unilaterally. Right. It has to be in agreement with the union. They have to be wanting to do that. And at this point, they uh, indicated that that wasn't something that they were prepared to enter into negotiations on. Okay,
0: fair enough. Now, I uh, also got a report yesterday uh, on the use of surveillance within the district. A number of schools, I'll um, just to remember here earlier in the year. It feels like forever ago, but there was a number of schools that did receive some some threats that interrupted school days, um, and there was no real video surveillance at some of these places. But there was a report yesterday talking about where there is video surveillance. Um, uh, first and foremost, I guess, just why is it important to get these reports on just what uh, video surveillance is being used for in the district?
1: Video surveillance is important for us to get a report on. Uh, one, so that we know where it's happening. Um in some cases it's a privacy issue so we need to let people know that there is video surveillance at those sites especially on school buses so all of our school buses have video surveillance uh everything gets recorded so that if something happens on a bus we have a record of what happens. Obviously, a bus driver is paying most attention to what's happening on the road, and they can't always see what's happening behind them. Radio surveillance makes sure that we have an accurate record of what happens so that if something does go wrong on a bus, we know what's happening and we can uh, find out very
0: quickly what's, what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense, and hopefully the bus driver's paying uh, most attention to the road. Anyway, that's what they're there for, is to drive. So, thats uh, it's good to hear, and glad that there is some sort of uh, measure in place to at least be able to monitor what's going on at the back of the bus, but um, like I was saying earlier, there was some issues when it came to threats at schools, and there was a lot of talk at that time from the me- just from people in the public thinking that if there was more video surveillance at some of these locations, like uh, in Sahali Secondary, for example, that maybe some of these things could be deterred. Has there been any thought or any discussion around expanding the use of video surveillance across the district?
1: We use video surveillance where we have um, high rates of vandalism. Um, so that's why we do have video surveillance at some places, um, generally we don't like to have video surveillance, uh, too much, uh, because it is an invasion of privacy for somebody who may just be walking across the school ground. Um, there is, uh, considerations that have to be put in place in and around that. Uh, it is public property. Um, so we have to be very careful about how we put video surveillance in place. And uh, that is a major concern for us.
0: Okay. So no, no talk, at least at this point, about potentially expanding the use of video at this time?
1: We put video in where it's uh, felt to be needed. And uh, it's something that's, on a, that's uh, reassessed every year. Okay. Fair enough.
0: All right, Kathleen. I think that's pretty much all I had for questions for you. Anything else that you wanted to highlight from uh, yesterday's meeting before I let you go?
1: Um, we had an excellent uh, presentation from, uh, with regards to our uh, Healthy Stools Coordinator yesterday. Um, th- the program with our healthy schools focuses on food literacy, mental health literacy, and physical literacy. Uh, projects that they've been working on this year that have been absolutely amazing uh, is uh, the BOX program that we have, which is Building Our Kids Success. That's a movement and exercise program that some schools are doing where students are doing 30 minutes of medium to high intensity exercise every day. They've found that uh, by doing that at the beginning of the day that they've improved uh, student focus and uh, it's uh, quite the program. They also had uh, some students through Student Voice and a joint project with TRU, uh, Nursing Department and Respiratory Health and the Interior Health Authority do a project on vaping and communicating with teens about the facts of vaping and uh, some of the side effects and uh, repercussions of it. And again, a great project, uh, very much student-led and uh, very high impact.
0: Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for highlighting that. I really appreciate it. And of course, the conversation around vaping. Yes, very hot topic here earlier in the year. Of course, when COVID-19 hit, it sort of took a back seat. So uh, thanks for highlighting that. Well, appreciate you taking the time, Kathleen. Always enjoy talking to you. And I think it's really important to get the word out on what's happening here when it comes to School District 73. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That was the school board chair for School District 73, Kathleen Karpak.